You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm David Harrison, flying solo for today's episode. You can find everything that I am doing as well as my usual co-host James Jarko over at BucksNation.com. And also you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Bucks at DH82 underscore Bucks and at Yarko underscore Bucks. That was the best impression I could give of James doing the intro for the show. Hopefully it wasn't too, too terrible and you guys are still listening. It's Thursday. First off, we've got a couple of transactions happening for the Buccaneers and the early injury report. It's it's the Wednesday injury report. Uh, today's injury report will come out later, has a little bit more significance. Of course, Friday's is the most important, but we're going to talk about it anyway. It's a pretty hefty list, so bear with me on it. Uh, we're also going to listen to a clip uh, that I pulled from a press conference of uh, – Defense coordinator Mark Duffner talking about the Carolina Panthers and uh, one player in particular. And then we're going to hear from uh, Chris, who who left us a voicemail this week that we weren't able to get to earlier in the week. So we're going to get to that today. And I'm going to kind of address what he talked about in there. And then we're going to hear from Jason Pierre-Paul talking about the fan base and what he hopes to see this weekend as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers host the Carolina Panthers. So, First things first, on uh, Wednesday, the Buccaneers promoted cornerback David Rivers from the practice squad to the active roster and signed tight end Donnie Ernsberger to the practice squad. So both of these guys have experience with the Buccaneers. Both of these guys have been around a little bit. Um, so, you know, familiar names for the most part if you've uh, followed the team closely. What is most interesting about that whole thing, of course, is the cornerback, David Rivers. And what makes it interesting is because both Carlton Davis and MJ Stewart missed practice on Wednesday due to injuries. Carlton Davis with that ankle injury, MJ Stewart with a foot injury, promoting David Rivers to the active roster. You know, it's it's not a it's not a guaranteed sure thing that one or both of these guys are gonna miss this weekend's game against the Panthers, but I think it's definitely a sign that the team at least is aware that the possibility exists. All right, so something to watch as we get closer to the weekend there as well. Also missing practice on Wednesday was safety Isaiah Johnson, who was out with an illness, and uh, everybody else was was pretty much either a limited participant or even a full participant. Peyton Barber still on the injury report, but he was a full participant. Levante David returning to practice in a limited capacity. That's great news as the as the team hopes to get hopes to get him back for this weekend's game uh, there in Tampa against the Panthers. DeMar Dotson practicing despite his knee and a hamstring injury. Justin Evans was back. Deshaun Jackson, uh, some some weirdness happening around his thumb, but uh, but he was back in practice. So not a whole lot to be concerned with. Again, it's Wednesday, so uh, it's Wednesday's injury report, that is. So keep an eye out for today's injury report and Friday's injury report as we as we get closer. The Carolina Panthers honestly have a, have a much worse-looking Wednesday injury report. Devin Funches didn't practice. Dante Jackson, Ryan Khalil, uh, Julius Peppers, Eric Reed, Curtis Samuel, among the list of guys who didn't practice. Julius Peppers was out for rest. Mike Adams, their safety, was also out for rest. So, I mean, really no reason to think they won't play. Just, you know, veteran guys, older guys getting uh, getting some time to kind of recuperate there. So that's the injury report as of Wednesday for the Buccaneers and Panthers. But let's get into the Carolina Panthers. All right, hopefully you guys caught the crossover episode that James did yesterday. Uh, great episode is always great content there. So we know what James had to say. Let's hear what coach Duffner had to say. 
They, they got a lot of targets, uh, but this guy has really been prolific for them. There's no question about it. I mean, you know, he's their top receiver. Uh, you know, he's playing about 98% of the snaps. Uh, everything tends to really uh, be involved with he and the quarterback, and they're both very, very dynamic players. So we've got our hands full. Uh, you know, execution will be uh, critical in terms of people doing the proper assignments of their job and then tackling and pursuit areas we were not consistent in the first time we played them. So uh, the objective this week is to have great eye discipline in terms of what your job's all about and then do a great job of finishing and tackling. All right, so again, that was Mark Duffner, Buccaneers defense coordinator, talking about Carolina Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey, who gave the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense absolute fits uh, the last time they saw each other. Definitely a big reason why the why the Panthers why the Panthers put up 35 first half points and basically just kind of ran away with that game uh, almost from the from the get go. It comes down to discipline, guys, and and you heard Coach Duffner say it. I'm really glad that he said what he said. I'm really happy that it, that it came up, and whoever asked that question at the press conference did so. The team got beat pretty pretty easily against Carolina Panthers last time in Carolina earlier this season due to a lack of discipline and basic execution. And that's exactly what you heard uh, Coach Duffner just talk about. Eye discipline, tackling, proper pursuit, all that stuff goes hand in hand. And you're not going to stop Christian McCaffrey. I, I just I don't see a way that Christian McCaffrey is really going to be stopped at all this season. And you know, as long as he stays healthy, pretty much for the majority of his career. However, what you can do is prevent him from beating you by himself, and that's that's really the key. Curtis Samuel had a had a big play against the Buccaneers last time. He's on the injury report. We'll have to see what happens with him. Uh, Devin Funches also on the injury report. So really, I mean, the Carolina Panthers they have a good amount of weapons at their disposal, uh, but but they're banged up. You know, they're just like every other team in the National Football League, and they've they've got some injuries that they've got to contend with and that they're worried about. And if the Buccaneers can keep Christian McCaffrey at least bottled up, at least contained, don't let him break, you know, huge runs. Don't let him get those those long scores where because you let McCaffrey get free. Jason Pierre-Paul talked about it in the locker room on Wednesday as well. You know, he kind of said that he did some things that uh, he played less than you know up to his standard and made some mistakes, and that you know he he is he has been studying that film. He's been studying that film a lot to try and make sure that when he comes back this weekend that it's it's a different story. So hopefully it is. Good to hear uh good to hear coach Duffner at least uh admit, you know, the 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 fact that the team needed to get better in those areas because, you know, if if you can't admit that you have the problem, you can't fix it, right? So we're about to move on guys. We're going to we're going to hear from one of our listeners uh here in just a second, but before we do that, I got to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Action Heat. Action Heat is one of our newer sponsors. What they do is they engineer clothing that safely and effectively delivers heat to you via panels similar to the ones that you find in heated car seats, which I am a huge fan of. Absolutely love them. Uh, these these articles of clothing are, are powered by rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion batteries that last up to 12 hours on a single charge. They're perfect for holiday gifts, especially during the winter, especially if you have friends and family like me who are unfortunately stuck uh, or up in North Country and uh, you know suffering from frigid temperatures. They've got items available for both men and women in great styles and models just released for this winter season. And their clothing works in the most frigid of temperatures and the most in the worst winter weather you can think of. And right now, guys, for for locked on listeners, Action Heat is offering uh, a special deal. So here's what we got. You can save 20% off of your entire order if you go to actionheat.com slash locked on. 
and check out everything they have to offer. Again, that's 20% for our listeners, and you have the op- option. If you're up in the north and you're and you're in a cold weather, you can stay toasty warm. Or if you're down in Florida enjoying uh, generally warm weather and you've got friends who are stuck in cold environments, send them some warmth up their way so they can enjoy all their act- outdoor activities or you can enjoy all your outdoor activities this weekend with Action Heat. Again, that's actionheat.com slash locked on, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is voicemail time, and we are going to hear from Chris in Virginia. Chris, what do you got for us? Hey, Dave. Hey, James. It's Chris from Virginia. Uh, I just wanted to touch on the uh, D-Jax thing real quick. Um, When you're an elite player, teams generally don't let elite players walk, and if they do, it's because they want X, you know, a crap load of money. Um, and when I see with Deshaun Jackson, you know, Philadelphia let him go. Um, and then the Redskins really didn't even put up a fight to keep him. So, uh, I mean, I, I feel like that should be an indicator uh, of what kind of teammate he is. He did the same thing, I think, in Washington where he would throw fits if he didn't get the ball. Um, yeah, and it's just, the reason I think the reason why we didn't see him lose his cool last year was because it was his first year on the team, and he's like, all right, things have to develop, and now that they haven't developed in the second year, it's just he's lost his mind. Um, with that being said, yeah, you know, I agree with you guys. I wouldn't, you know, it's not going to shock me if, or I'm not going to be hurt to see Deshaun Jackson leave next year because I think this offense is is better off without him. You want everyone to be giving 100% effort like Adam Humphreys, Chris Godwins, and Mike Evans when they're on that field, Cam Bray, O.J. Howard. And I just don't see 100% 100 effort from D-Jax week in and week out. If if he's not wide open and the ball doesn't get to him, he's not going to contest the catch that's not who he is um anyways that's all i have to say and mountain dew is better than any soda out there go bucks all right chris appreciate your uh your voicemail as always yeah so deshaun jackson uh we, we had this conversation you guys have, have probably heard what james had to say about deshaun jackson what i've had to say about deshaun jackson uh, at, at the end of the day guys he is who he is he is who he's really always been is he a little bit of a diva? Yeah, I mean, and he is. He he was a diva when he when he came out of Cal, you know. Um, so it's just it's it's just kind of more of the same, really. To be honest with you, as far as him being a locker room problem or a, or a cancer or anything like that, there there are obviously things that go on in locker rooms that we're not all privy to and that we're not all uh, going to be able to see. And there are some people out there who see some of those things and they're not, you know, either allowed to speak about it or they just choose not to out of you know. Uh, the interest of not bringing drama, you know, unnecessarily to the team. But at the end of the day, I'm okay with Deshaun Jackson not being a Tampa Bay Buccaneer in 2019 for one reason and one reason only. And that is that I don't believe this team is done with Jameis Winston as a franchise. Unless something else happens this season or in the offseason as far as like off-field 
incidents or unless you know uh the the, the play of james winston just completely goes into the toilet and we and we see zero good and and nothing but bad i don't believe there is a scenario where james winston is not the starting quarterback at least the expected starting quarterback heading into the 2019 preseason training camp all that okay it doesn't necessarily rule out the possibility of the team you know thrown out a third round, fourth round pick, something like that on a quarterback to potentially develop behind him and potentially kind of threaten and push for that job. It doesn't eliminate a free agent coming in. Uh, maybe a guy like, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is going is probably going to be out there. Tyrod Taylor is going to be out there. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick maybe decides to play one more year. Maybe he's back. I'm not saying all that stuff's not going to happen, but I do believe that this franchise will move forward with James Winston as a starting quarterback as it stands right now. Coaching changes, GM changes, all that. There's a whole lot of things that are going to happen between now and next June, July, August time frame that could all could change all that stuff. But if that's all true, okay, that is the reason I'm okay with Deshaun Jackson leaving the Buccaneers because he's getting paid a whole lot of money and this just isn't working. All right, the Jameis Winston-Deshaun Jackson connection is just not connecting. At least it's not connecting in a way that really maximizes the potential of the pairing and is not happening consistently enough to really warrant keeping all that money tied up on him. Okay, this my my personal opinion of Deshaun Jackson moving on from Tampa Bay after the season really isn't an indictment of Deshaun Jackson because he is who he's always been. So I'm not angry at Deshaun Jackson because this is who he is. When he came into the into the Buccaneers franchise, he came in like this. Uh why was he angry in year 1? I think part of it, like you said, like Chris said, is that it was year one. You know, it takes time to build some of these rapports and it takes time to build this connection and all that. I think another reason, and this is just speculation on my part, is James Winston's injury. I mean, your starting quarterback, the quarterback you came to play with, the quarterback you're trying to connect with and build this rapport with, is injured. And not only is he injured, but his throwing shoulder is injured. Okay. So I think that had something to do with it. It was it was kind of a you know, there's a little bit of an escape there, excuse, if you want to call it that, for Deshaun Jackson to kind of understand why things aren't working. And then the offseason comes, he gets healthy, uh, they go through training camp together. You know, we, we've seen it in practices, we've seen it in, 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 in various situations where they actually do connect. So the frustration sets in when it, it doesn't happen in the real thing. Like it's not enough to happen in practice. It's not enough to happen in the preseason. It needs to happen when the games count, when the stats count, when the points count. And Deshaun Jackson is not a guy who is okay with his team winning and him not being involved. He wants to be involved. That's, you know, that's his personality. That's, that's who he is. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be involved. I don't necessarily agree with, you know, throwing fits or pouting or, you know, subtweeting or subgramming, whatever that's called on Instagram, or, you know, uh, just publicly going out and saying or agreeing with someone who says that you're not being used properly, all that stuff. I get the frustration. I get the frustration from him. I get the frustration from the fans. I get the frustration from everybody. That's the reason I'm okay with him leaving because it's just not working. And there are plenty of receivers, as as which has been pointed out by many, many people, that it is working, that James can connect with. He can connect with OJ. He can connect with Adam Humphreys, with Cameron Bright, with Mike Evans, with Chris Godwin. Uh, there, there's plenty of options here in the Buccaneers offense and freeing up the money that Deshaun Jackson is going to get paid next season to potentially bring in maybe another target or bring in a defender, uh, maybe bring in a right guard or a right tackle, you know, that's got some longevity and some ability. Those are all more attractive options than bringing Deshaun Jackson back for a third try 
uh, for something that, I mean, if, if it's like the NFL is a process, football is a process. I got it. But if Jameis Winston and Deshaun Jackson cannot connect on a deep ball or consistently in a game by now, uh, folks, I just, I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, at least not on a consistent basis. And it, it's just best for all parties involved if the teams move on. Uh, so Chris, uh, again, you know, thanks for your, thanks for your call. Thanks for your opinion on Sean Jackson. I'm sure we're going to talk more about that. Who knows what's going to happen this weekend? Uh, you know, depending on how that goes, we may we may have even more material to talk about and discuss uh, in the coming weeks. James will be very happy, Chris, to hear you supporting his claim that Mountain Dew is the the king of sodas or or whatever. Last segment we're going to hear now from Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive end Jason Pierre Paul. You need more of a crowd there this week? Definitely, man. You know, uh, short crowd last week, but, you know, we played our hearts out, but, you know, you know, it's a home home advantage, home field, so we should have a home advantage. So I'm pretty sure we will, though. Is that frustrating? If, if, if not, you know, we will make it. Is that frustrating, <laughs> is that frustrating from you coming from a... No, it's not frustrating because you should understand the fans, too. You know, you got to understand the fans, too. You know, they tired of losing. You know, uh, if I look at it from a fan point of view too, you know, I'll be pissed off too if, if I wasn't, if I think I could, you know, contribute to the game better than the players. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is like that sometimes, but at the end of the day, I'll be pissed off too. And you know, they're not pissed off. No, I, I do. I am pissed off. You know, but at the end of the day, we still need y'all to come out. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the more fans there, the, the better. You know, we play. I think so. The better I play. You know. So, you know, if you can make it, you know, come on and make it. And I heard we're giving out free tickets to the uh, to the uh, ticket holders, so go check your emails or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I heard, you know. So. All right, that's JPP talking about home field advantage and fans. And this isn't anything new, guys. We all know about this. Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans, it's, it's been a really long time since we've seen a consistently successful product on the field of play. And it's frustrating. What's really cool, though, is it, it's really good to hear a player just come out and say it and just come out and say your frustrations are warranted. We, I get it. Like it's, There's a reason they're there, and, and, and I don't disagree with you. I don't think you shouldn't be frustrated. He's admitting and, and, and owning and saying your frustrations are valid. However, if we are going to turn this around, and, and I know a lot of people hate this this phrasing of we, okay, when, when fans say, well, we – beat the San Francisco 49ers or we lost to the Carolina Panthers or why did we draft Vita Vea instead of Derwin James? Well, this is what Jason Pierre Paul is saying is that collectively that if, if fans show up and fill up Raymond James stadium, then it becomes a group effort. You know, uh, he's going to put out maximum effort anyway whether you're there or not, whether the stadium is empty or full, he is going to play to the best of his ability, which is great. But the best of his ability becomes a little bit better, I think, is what he's trying to convey when there are thousands of screaming Buccaneer fans supporting him and his teammates, making life difficult on the opposing offense. And so that's what he's, he's calling for. It's a call to action. Um, and, and like he said, the Buccaneers have even taken it to heart a little bit, and they've handed out some free tickets uh, to season ticket holders to try to get them to bring some buddies or some family members with them. Hopefully, Buccaneer fans, you know, families and friends, uh, to the stadium this weekend. 
uh, to try to make life difficult on the Carolina Panthers uh, in, in week 13. And hopefully it works. Hopefully, you know, uh, I, I listened to the Peter cast instant cast. And I think it was Brent mentioned that maybe the win against the San Francisco 49ers will get some more butts and seats. Hopefully it does. If the bucks can pull off a win against Carolina Panthers, maybe that'll get some more butts and seats. I don't know what's going to take folks. Um, in and around the Tampa area, I know there's a lot to do. There's a lot of options. The Buccaneers aren't the only show in town. Um, however, there was another point made in the same episode that there are only 32 cities out there with National Football League franchises. And if you're one of the ones who wants a team in your city, if you if you love the fact that football is in your city, if you love the fact that the Buccaneers are a team within reach of you, please go support the team. Um, I said it before, guys. When, when we buy tickets to these games, you don't you're not paying for a win. You're you're just not. You're paying to witness football. I get the frustrations. Jason Pierre-Paul gets the frustrations. The Buccaneers get the frustrations. And I think that you know, giving these these free ticket opportunities to season ticket holders shows, I think that's their way of acknowledging, hey, fans, we haven't lived up to our end of the deal. We haven't given you guys enough justification to say, this is why I'm a fan of the team. This is why I invest in season tickets. This is why I buy jerseys, hats, shirts, whatever. So this is a small token. And yeah, it's it's small. I got it. It's only one game. I don't I wouldn't expect it to happen again this season or you know become a common practice. Anything like that, but it's at least something, right? It's something from the franchise saying, "We get it. We understand. We hear you. Let us try to help make things a little bit better." And I mean, hey, even if it's only for one week, take advantage of that opportunity. Get in the stadium, go see a game, bring a friend, bring it bring a family member for free and you know, uh maybe uh Maybe be a be a contributor to the game because I'll tell you what, guys. If 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 that stadium gets filled up and there's some noise and the Buccaneers defense is able to come out and, and hold that that offense, contain that offense, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, kick them out of out of the state of Florida with a victory, I can almost guarantee that Jason Pierre-Paul uh, and maybe some other players will at the same time give all of you uh, fans who show up a nice little shout out and thanks for your support to helping bring home or will keep home, I guess, a victory. In which case, you can all run around town and, and on Twitter and Facebook and say, we won the game because that's exactly what Jason Pierre-Paul is asking you to do is be a part of uh, this process. So hopefully all of you get into the game. Uh, if not, hopefully you can watch it on TV or at least catch the highlights somewhere and hopefully their highlights of a Tampa Bay win. Come back for tomorrow's episode of Locked On Bucks Podcast. James and I will be back together to do our final preview of the very game that we've been talking about on this episode as the Carolina Panthers come into Raymond James Stadium to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Until then, you can find me again at BucksNation.com. Find all the things I'm writing about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on there and fantasy football if you're into that kind of thing. Or find me on Twitter at DH82 underscore Bucks. Hit me up with your favorite sodas or your favorite snacks or whatever uh, you want to discuss, whether it be Buccaneers related or not. And we'll, we'll have a nice little conversation there. Thank you for joining me right here at Locked on Bucks.